0: Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Movie, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For a free 30 day trial, go to mubi.comslash filmstage.
1: It's all about soul. It's all about faith and a deeper devotion. It's all about soul.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of The Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for TheFilmStage.com. As always, I am your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell.
2: I was wondering whether you were going to go with, like, the Death Cab or the Soul Man. Like, there's a lot of soul songs you could have done. Wait, which Death Cab song? Uh, soul Meets Body. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought for a minute you meant
0: I'll Follow You Into the Dark. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, that, that works. I, you know, what, what the fuck is transatlantism? Is is, is that anything? Like, just play the
0: whole soul? entirety of transatlantism. <laughs> <laughs> Marching Bands Manhattan totally fits for soul. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, music. Yeah, it's right. Manhattan. <laughs> Welcome to the Death Camp Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have Bill Graham. Woo! Cool. And joining us today... To talk about Soul, the newest uh, Disney Pixar release, which is now streaming on Disney+. Plus, It's Robin Barr.
3: Greetings. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for
0: coming back. Why did you decide to do that?
3: (laughs) Why did I decide to come back? Yeah, Um, I just always, I always
0: say I'm I'm so shocked when at the end of the episode, guests are like, this was so fun, you should have me back, but then they mean it.
3: (laughs) Oh, no, I think it's wonderful fun and i'm out of my pandemic black hole so it's time to return to real life i guess
0: oh well this is a great way to dip one's toe back into socializing in a societally acceptable way
3: yes i agree
0: (laughs) would you like to tell the people listening at home anything about yourself before we begin
3: yeah of course um i'm a film and television critic a freelancer although i primarily write for the hollywood reporter you can find some of my work there um and i've also just revamped my website yentavision.com uh it's really just a dumping ground for recipes that i write so ooh. if you like food you can go there
0: <laughs> <laughs> i 100% do one of my christmas presents was a stand mixer oh what kind i got it i got it uh, it's a kitchenaid one of like the little the little ones like ooh. 3.5 quarts little ones
3: what color though it's a
0: it's matte black
3: ooh oh. Sexy. I, uh,
0: I know it's it's super cool it looks really good on my counter uh it makes my counters look worse actually
3: i <laughs> <laughs> are gonna have this plastic surgery thing where you get one thing done and then you realize everything else sucks so you have to get those other things done
0: yeah not mm. to mm. not to fan the flames of the uh fan speculation that I am an exceedingly wealthy man but I have looked into getting my kitchen remodeled and I was like I just need the countertops oh. done and then it's just like, no, actually, if you get the countertops done, you're going to need the cabinets and the floors and maybe the lighting. And maybe you want to, like, move where your refrigerator is.
3: Maybe you just want to move in general and just buy a new house.
0: It would be easier. <laughs> well,
3: he could he could just
4: move into his second house if he really. Right. Wanted.
0: Really, I just yeah, need to close true. down this wing and go to the east wing of my domicile. <laughs> are there
2: ghosts there? or uh, How haunted are we? Are we talking as far as are
3: the- there souls there?
1: Oh uh,
2: I hate
3: myself.
0: <laughs> you saved me from making a weird joke about someone being bricked up in the attic.
3: Oh, that's that's
0: the you still made it. it. I know. I was like, what is the what is the funniest possible relation that this person could have to me? You know, like would it be like a long lost twin brother? Would it be an aunt? And I just didn't land on one. So I'm talking I like about the it. twin brother. That's good. That's what I was thinking. You feed
3: him a bucket of fish heads. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Uh, Bart Simpson style.
2: Robin, I need to know what is the most recent recipe you put on the website?
3: Oh, God. It's really old. So I'm not going to go by that one. But I plan to write up my um, my birthday cake recipe, which was really delicious. It was a pistachio cake with a meringue icing. And I bruleed the meringue. So it was a little bit caramelized. Oh, that was, that was delish.
0: That sounds delish. Yeah, that
3: sounds great. God. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh,
0: Yantavision.com. <laughs> y- was that, was that right? Yeah. Cool. Go there and eat that cake. After the <laughs> Um, as I said, we're here to talk about Soul. Before we get into that, the usual Michigas up front. Uh, find us on Twitter at Film stage Show, Facebook The Film Stage Show, email us podcastfilmstage.com, Give us a comment reading on iTunes. Go to Patreon.com/slash The Film stage Show to give us your money. You can become part of our Slack channel where today many arguments were at over Pixar movies. Um, so if you don't get enough random people shouting angrily about films in your daily life go to patreon.com slash the film state show to become part of our lives in that I think, way i think way there was
4: I, <laughs> I, I think there were roughly 300 messages that i meant missed and i'm still like halfway through that so like i'm halfway through that that thread right now
0: <laughs> and, i am i am shocked I'm, I'm that stopped. you are taking the time to read through all of that
3: i, I you gotta be a completist I, I
4: usually do not. I will be very honest. But as soon as Pixar was brought into the into the equation, I was like, ooh, I'm going to read this. Spend a bizarre and...
0: amount of time arguing over the merits of lava.
2: Lava. That's, oh. that's all one particular user. <laughs> and who somehow you can name persuaded him Paul. another. <laughs> I wasn't even going to use his first name. But yes, Paul, it's your fault. <laughs> No, but seriously, I tried to derail the Pixar conversation with Lights, Camera, Jackson conversation, but that that didn't work. It's not as fun. No, no I guess people so. people are very much
4: invested in the Pixar uh, <laughs> universe, by the way. Uh, you know, I mean, when when a company has made probably 10, 15 billion dollars total in box office, I think, yeah, people people definitely are invested
2: Ah, huh, I didn't
0: know anybody saw these movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who would have thought? This small studio that barely gets any press of any kind. Um, so that's that's go to patreon.com slash show to have a better understanding of what we just talked about. Um, what else? Uh, we are brought to you by MUBI, the curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day MUBI premieres a new film, whether it's a timeless classic, a cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece, it's guaranteed to either be a movie that you've been dying to see, or one you've never heard before and there is always something new to discover. We live in an age of incredible streaming services, uh incredible in quantity if not in quality. I was at home uh in Houston over the Christmas break cuz apparently I'm still in school. Um and I <laughs> my 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 family watches a lot of like Discovery owned television stations, so like HGTV and the Food Network and <laughs> Apparently, Discovery has, like, a new streaming app coming out. Yes, they do. It's called Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to get it. But wow. it's one of those things where I just, like, it was, like, all of the Discovery content you love. And then at the bottom of the screen, there's just, like, 17 logos mm-hmm. of all of mm-hmm. the different channels that you'll be able to watch. And I was, Name like, them all. It was, I can't. It was, like, Animal Planet. <laughs> it was, like hgtv food network and then like You're 17 things one. i've never i mean discovery channel yes there
4: you go <laughs> id
0: i guess is another one but i think that's just like a channel devoted to wives killing their husbands
1: Ooh, <laughs> uh, that sounds great <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the home of snapped
2: um is that is that a spinoff of chopped or no uh, it's
0: literally snapped Is li- it's literally a show about like this person snapped and fucking murdered someone (laughs) um here i just looked up snapped uh on it's oh that's an oxygen tv show apparently each episode of this true crime reality series examines a different felon usually a female who's committed murder or attempted murder the victim is usually
3: a female
0: (laughs) the victim is also usually the perpetrator
3: partner how
0: essentialist jeez Anyway, so that's snapped. Anyway, the the reason I brought up the plethora of streaming options is that each movie film, on the other hand, is hand-selected, so you know that at least one human eyeball has graced these films and decided that they are worth watching, and they are not just part of like a package scrum that some bigwig is trying to force down your throat. So if you want well-curated awesome films. Go to mubi.com dot slash film for a free 30-day trial. They have a Hong Sang-Soo series that's happening yeah. right now. <laughs> Michael being as enthusiastic as he can be about anything. Um,
3: <laughs> yesterday, I, eight, I eight out of if that was a yay or a boo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes. Generally, yes.
3: Like a moo.
0: <laughs> Again, Michael Snydell, who will love something and then give it a three out of five. Just because he he won't let himself be heard again. Um, (laughs) Yesterday they added Claire's camera shot entirely during the Cannes Film Festival. This quirky comedy is Korean director Hong Sang-soo's. At his most light and delightful, a self-mocking take on the film industry. It stars an irresistible Isabelle Huppert as an ultimate Frenchie who believes that Polaroids change lives. What Uh, kind of Frenchie? uh, An ultimate It says ultimate. I'm reading the copy so that they gave. Is she a dog
1: me.
2: or is she God, this seems like She's offensive a... in some weird way?
0: <laughs> I have to assume that a lawyer looked this over, so it is fine. <laughs> um, they also have a Hodorowski special. The Holy Mountain is coming. Hey. So check that out as well. Uh, all you got to do is go to MUBI.com slash filmstage for a free 30 day trial of movie. So that is it. Um COVID corner. Anyone got anything they want to update us uh, regarding their lives in uh, the, the hellscape that is 2020? Uh,
4: I I worked out that. today.
3: How I worked that out go? today. Mazel.
4: With Muzzle. a mask on. So Oof. Yeah. That was that was the first sounds time I've done wet. that.
3: It's uh, wet. Wow.
0: Uh,
4: but it's it's definitely not delightful. I can I can firmly say that.
0: Neither is sitting on a plane just wearing a mask the whole time. I can no, tell you that, that, that sucks. That's we did a no. double
3: mask when we flew to California <laughs> and goggles. I was oh. like very attractive. <laughs> goggles
0: sound
2: smart though, because then they won't get uh, what you call it uh,
0: fogged okay. up. Cause oh, I, I thought you were going to say you won't get COVID up. in your eyes. <laughs>
3: I tried to wear my glasses, my uh, sunglasses for the whole flight, but I couldn't see my uh, computer screen to watch my movies. So that was a no go. <laughs> so then I put the, the goggles on and I just kept breathing. Whatever air was coming out of my mask was just going into the goggles and I was getting like kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was not pleasant for five hours. I am. Um... Um, but we made it through.
0: On the way back, I I sat in an aisle seat, and the guy across the aisle from me was watching John Wick 3 on his phone, (laughs) and I could see everything, and I just watched most of that movie.
3: (laughs) dialog
0: Yeah, just completely free of dial. It works. You get the idea. You understand what's going on.
4: You should have tapped him and said, sir, are you a monster? Why don't you have subtitles on?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, uh, so that was fun um but now we're now i'm back uh so if you listen to our tenant episode uh i already explained it on the episode my voice sounded weird because i was in my house in houston and now i'm back in i guess i should have said parents house because now people are going to think that i own houses all over the country
3: (laughs) well you've already established that
0: yes
2: you and your gold countertops
4: (laughs) yes his 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 right wing is in houston his left wing is in washington correct
3: (laughs) zinger
0: but, um, uh, wait, wait, what was I going to
2: opposite. No, you know what? Never mind.
0: No, no. The right <laughs> is conservative, which is in Texas, and left is liberal, which is D.C.
2: No, but geographically, D.C. is more right. You can turn either direction. direction. If your you're left facing left.
0: south, Michael. All, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, now that we've had it's a such mini. Such a
3: northerner thing to say. <laughs> what about it?
0: <laughs> it's like the those North people. in Chicago,
4: party. eight out of ten.
3: <laughs>
0: best city in the world eight out of ten.
3: <laughs> three out of five
0: yes 100 <laughs> three stars but no heart but i still really liked it
2: quarantine get get rid of like you know go down 1.5 to to two so
0: okay you know. that sucks anyway <laughs> uh we're here to talk about soul again the newest film uh from director pete doctor This film uh, was going to be released theatrically, but instead was dropped on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. And we have all seen it, and we are here to talk about it. Uh, The movie is about a man who believes he is on the brink of fulfilling his life's purpose when he dies, and goes to the afterlife, and uh, about the hijinks that ensue as he tries to get back and also educate a nascent soul on the purpose of uh, the joys of being alive. Uh, Here is the trailer. Music is all I think about. From the moment I wake up in the morning to the moment I fall asleep at night. I was born to play. It's my reason for living. Hello?
1: What
0: the... Right, so that is the start of the trailer for Soul. Again, it's on Disney Plus right now. So, let's talk about it. We begin, as always, with our nutshell thoughts before moving into our spoiler section. Ambar, what did you think of Soul?
3: Um, it was I. That is an incredibly
0: small (laughs) nut in that shell. (laughs)
3: Um... I, I wasn't a big fan of this movie. I, I really wanted to like it. I think some parts do work um, in the film. Lots of things I'm, I'm happy to talk about. But overall, it just doesn't come together for me. And I think it really highlights for me how formulaic the Pixar films have become, um, especially with that heartstring pulling. Third act that they always do this like existentialism that this these films go through in every iteration. Um, it just started to feel a little manipulative to me, and ultimately, I just don't think I enjoyed the hijinks of the movie. But like I had seen it before with Inside Out, um, and then there was a whole portion of the movie where there's body switching going on and all sorts of strange things, and. It just seemed a little derivative.
0: All right, Bill Graham.
4: Yeah, uh, I love this movie. Uh, absolutely adored it from beginning to end. Um, I've I've seen some uh, pushback against the uh, Pixar formula, and uh, you know, I am here signing up for Pixar movies to basically have my heartstrings pulled and to be led astray and all of these things to happen to me. So, uh, I, I willingly submit to that. So, uh, I'm looking for it and, uh, yeah, I'm a willing participant in this, in this regard. Uh, I've loved this movie. Uh, I watched it with my fiance yesterday, uh, after getting back and man, it, uh, it it really just kind of hit in a lot of ways that I wasn't expecting. Um, I really wasn't anticipating this movie, uh, despite the fact that Pete Doctor is the director. Um, it's it's got kind of star power behind it. Um, hell, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did uh, the score, uh, although that is a little bit of a misnomer because definitely John Baptiste is the one that's doing most of the music in the, in the film.
2: Um, it's a little weird that people aren't mentioning John Baptiste quite as much as Trent.
4: Well, I think, I think there's just a a, a little bit of confusion of like what they actually contribute versus (laughs) what John Baptiste does. So, I mean, he's, he's just not as, as popular as they are. And so, Um, they—they, I think, when that kind of splashes up on the screen, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> and and then you, and then you get through half the movie, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I know who's doing what now." Okay, yeah, fine.
0: like I think maybe the weird tonal Zen music is coming yeah. from one of these people most of all. <laughs>
4: yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, overall, I really, really enjoyed this film. Um, I think visually. It's lacking where a lot of the Pixar films just really, really uh, blow you away, but it does have little details that that are spectacular, but this is not the visual feast for the eyes that maybe like Coco or some of these other films are. Um, But that being said, I am A-OK with that. I'd much rather have the story be the focus, and uh, that's what we get here.
0: All right. Michael Snydell. Yeah, so like Rob and I also hate Joy. Um, so,
2: <laughs> Thank you for defining yeah, yeah, no, So I'm, I
0: mean, David O. Russell hasn't made a good film in like a decade, so I, I think it's okay. I actually like Joy better than most David O. Russell films, so I, I, have, good
2: God. <laughs> I am on, uh, on record. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so, so first off, yeah, uh, this is the movie that kind of broke me for the Pixar formula. Like like Bill, I think I was a very willing participant with it for, for a while, Um, and Coco almost lost me. Um, there's a, you know, I'm not going to say spoilers for Coco. Fuck you if you haven't watched Coco yet. Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, like there's a, there's a, a surprisingly dark twist in Coco. There's a, a good sequence that, that brings in his, uh, his, uh, um, Sorry, his, his abuela, essentially. I can't remember exactly who it is in relation to him. But it's like his a, great-grandmother, a, I believe. Oh, it's yes. Thank you, Brent. So Kunko. it's his great-grandmother, and they have a, a good sequence where they're dancing and everything, and then it goes into a really kind of bullshit action climax that's uh, really way too drawn out. Uh, Inside Out was another one where I loved it when I saw it, and when going back to it, I was like, oh, there's like a... 30 minute portion of this movie. That's really annoying and like way too antic. Um, and so like, Soul, I, I, I might be a little bit higher than Robin in the sense that I, I didn't totally hate the body swap stuff uh, in this. I think it's all right. But I think the thing is that. um you know, like Coco, uh, to bring it back there one more time, I think that really pulls itself together at the end. It's manipulative as you get with the sequence with his uh, grandmother. But it's, Wait, wait, uh, okay.
0: So I made a mistake. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. The part where sh- the person is singing in the Coliseum, that's his, like, great-great-grandmother. His oh, okay. great-grandmother is the one who is still alive and is, like, barely conscious.
2: I, I love how we're making these distinctions, but that's ok. I someone uh, is gonna yell
0: at me, and I'm uh, getting ahead of the discourse
2: all right. anyway, I, so like that manipulation is is part and parcel. it's it's a feature, not a not a not a bug. It is is something that I've gone with for a while, even when I don't love these things. And so uh broke me for this. Like I we'll I talk about it. but, I think that this movie hints at far more interesting movies than it ultimately commits to. Mm. And I think it distills down some of its more most interesting parts into an extremely frustrating reductive montage. Uh, we can talk more about this. I I like parts of this quite a bit. I would actually disagree with Bill. I, I think it's really interesting, you know, it's it's weird because Soul and Inside Out and even Coco in a sense are, are very much like mining uh, somewhat abstract concepts and and visualizing them in very different ways. And and I appreciate that soul, especially um it's super vague about things. If Inside Out, like, you know, had particular actors playing emotions and Coco was relatives in the afterlife, like, soul, is, like, here is a hypothetical projection that only you can... uh, that only you are seeing and hearing, and you think... you can compare it to some concepts you know, but it's also far more vague than that. And I really appreciate that it does that and does this weird kind of, like, polar negative, uh, like, certain you know like very abstract art uh, approach to a lot of that stuff but i just uh i yeah i think it ultimately breaks down into something far less interesting by the end and i
0: really felt cheated by the end i really like this movie (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know that it's as good as like an inside out Um, I mean, I think it's still top tier. I think it's missing a little of the cohesiveness or the like delivery that it needs to really like knock it out of the park. I think it's the best Pixar film that was released this year. And I also really liked Onward, but I think that this one is just a little more focused Onward. I had kind of the same issue where it's like yeah i see what you're doing and this is fun and awesome and i i you know the emotional payoff works but i feel like there was a way to tighten it up a bit um and this one is similar because it's sort of like three different movies that happen one after the other Mm -hmm. um which i didn't really mind because it kind of kept me on my toes and i liked each of the movies individually i just wish that they bonded together a little more but i think like all the voice acting is really good. Um, I um, I just
3: had like... Really? A re-
0: oh, yeah. I mean, like, Rachel House is amazing. <laughs> Alice Braga Robin. and Richard Iote. <laughs> Wait, what, I, I what are I love
3: we- Richard Iote, but I don't understand why Tina Fey was cast in this role. And the film doesn't either, because there's a line that's like, why do you sound like an annoying white it lady? My- <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have to explain it, because it makes no sense why Well, I think voices. that you have
0: to explain uh, at least a little bit of like are the like because the question becomes like these pre-souls you know that are waiting to go down to earth and inhabit a form like are like if it if it sounds like Tina Fey does that mean it's going to grow up to be Tina Fey and it's like no this it's just a projection it's like whatever they feel like doing like they can do anything yeah,
3: like we just wanted to hire this like famous person to be in this role without really giving the right casting for this character that's what it felt like to me
0: i don't know i thought thought that she was actually very good in the role
3: it was fine i just like Like the voice doesn't match with the character that's what i because tina Fey is not the greatest actress in the world i mean she's a brilliant writer um I don't think that she's the best performer. And I feel like that really came across here to me.
0: I feel like uh Pete doctor is just like rolling through like recent NBC stars. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I got polar, right. I got her under there. So exactly. now I got to get Faye. We
3: like them. Uh, they They're aborted the, the
0: Louis CK one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he didn't have an NBC sitcom, did he? Uh, no, he was on uh parks and rec for right, a yeah, show no. arc. Uh, uh, yeah. Joke's but Tina Fey work. wasn't. No, your joke is falling apart almost instantly because I said church. NBC Like spots. this movie. Oh snap! No, he's the next person he's going to get for one of these is either uh, Gill- Gillian Anderson or Joel McHale. He's going to start pulling from the Community cast. Um, oh God, That's Gillian
2: Anderson.
0: Oh wait, I said the wrong <laughs> thing, didn't I? Gillian <laughs> Jacobs.
2: Yeah. Wait, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean to
0: know. <laughs> You just want to mash up a. Of- Wait, now Jacobs I really and Gillian Anderson.
3: Pixar movie. Sorry, jillian Anderson is like some witch.
0: I'm I'm here for that.
3: Some like witch who's the protagonist. Anyway, right, so
0: what I was saying is, I think that the voice acting in this movie is great. Um, <laughs> I also like Graham Norton as Moonwind, a character who could easily suck, but is actually kind of funny and interesting in this movie. And I think Jamie Foxx is doing like a real good performance as as Joe. I think that he he isn't a lot of times in animated movies you'll have the person who just comes in and it's like I'm here to be the voice of Owen Wilson, um, but I think Fox is actually doing like a really interesting performance in this movie. And uh, I I found the the ending payoff to be rather good. I like what it has to say about. You know, the way that you treat your own life and what that does to your soul. Um, I think especially, like, after this year, it's become a thing to think about more. Like, what are the things that are important to you? What are the things that you have valued? And what are the things that you think bring you joy? And, like, do they actually do that? And um, so, yeah, I, I all around really like this movie. I think that, you know, I don't I don't even know if, like, another pass or two at the screenplay would have helped. Because I think that the ideas here are so lofty that it would be hard to drag them into a more concise, tight, condensed way. I think with an idea like this, it's always like the sloppiness is just going to be built in. But I, I really liked it. And um, I don't have a problem with... So it is sloppy. That's what, that's what you're saying. Ooh. That's what I hear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's. I mean, like, again, like, there's so much happening. And you go from just, like, a middle-aged man trying to fill his dream to, like grand concepts about like what does it mean to follow your passion and at what point does that become like losing your soul and losing a value of your life like when does chasing your bliss become like unhealthy obsession and like monotonous kind of uh like what's that not idiosyncratic compulsive repetition you know like where, where did is you it? watch Soul? That sounds like a so more interesting mo- movie. This is legit, literally, Michael. There are <laughs> phrases <laughs> and pieces of dialogue. I feel like you're
3: dialogue. describing this movie as like a white guru, like <laughs> somebody who just like provides a lot of bromides or something about like the way we live our lives without really saying anything at all like that's what you're describing it as to me
0: but i mean it is uh, saying stuff i don't understand i literally said i like what it has to say about those things
3: well what okay but what would we have stop to stop say me. well, we'll hold on hold on let let hold on brian yeah.
2: finishes a in- nutshell thought
0: i feel like i'm <laughs> done because you all just immediately started attacking no, 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 every good I, thing no, i was no, no, saying no, no, no. about I, this movie please, no so i'm please, I, like it's nothing else for me to say like i said all the good stuff Like I, my nutshell was I. It's really good, and I think it's good for these reasons. And every time I mentioned a reason, I got jumped on, (laughs) but I did get all the reasons out. So
2: I'm just, I'm just. We we squeezed the soul out of him. (laughs) I'm just relishing this opportunity that someone else is with me not liking something. So I'm just like, is this what it's
0: always like when you guys come? Uh. okay so wait were there any i i actually just have a question related to something that i so i said i like the voice acting and robin you immediately were like what did you only have a problem with tina fey or did you have a problem with all the other actors too
3: no just tina fey but she's okay. like the 50 percent of the most important roles in this movie so it stood out
4: so so here's here's what i uh remember uh i couldn't put tina fey and i couldn't Place Jamie Fox. Uh, somehow I place Graham Norton, though. Um,
0: <laughs> I have no concept of who Graham Norton is.
4: Okay, he's a he's a talk show host. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. He's yeah. got a good uh,
4: show. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, he often gets people drunk. Um, or uh, not drunk, but like tipsy enough to actually like lay down their or put down their guard a little bit, and then uh, usually it's high profile people. Um. I think at one point he had like the whole cast or the uh, future cast of X-Men. So Fassbender and McAvoy and like one or two other people. And yeah, it's usually fun times. Uh, It's very British, though very British. Uh, anyways, uh, is it
0: called a very British talk show? Cause <laughs> I wish I, I think it's called the Graham Norton show. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't even place Tina Fey or Jamie Foxx, to be honest with you. Uh, that's how much they kind of blended into their roles for me. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of the fact that that actually happened, right? Like, um, And if you can place those people or if you happen to, you know, look at the poster and I guess like the poster for me doesn't necessarily say it on Wikipedia, but maybe in small text, you know, if that kind of gets uh, thrown at you, you know, sorry, but... I don't know. I really enjoy when people kind of blend into these roles to the point where I can't even tell that they're, they're actually playing that person or they're, they are that person. Um, I feel like, just saying it out loud, Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx like voicing a- animated films kind of makes me cringe. In the way that uh, a Shark's Tale makes me
2: cringe when I look at that cast. A uh, uh, Shark's Tale is, is that a is that a sequel to Shark Tale? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, a Shark Tale.
0: Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs>
4: um, but yeah, like you look at that cast and crew, and it that film is basically sold on those names, not necessarily the story, and. uh, you know, this, I feel like is a little bit different. So, um, always a big fan when, when people blend into those roles. Okay, cool. Uh, moving
0: on. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, so like, that's kind of why I brought up Jamie Foxx, you know, really like having a performance here. Cause like you, if you say like, I, I like, it just is weird to me to be like, I don't know what Tina Fey is bringing to this. Cause I feel like 22 ends up becoming like a very fully formed character. Mm-hmm. that like has many good lines and deliveries and i don't give a shit if i don't realize that it's tina fey doing it because if if i'm still being moved by it then it doesn't matter who it is like i didn't know who the hell graham norton was still got some mm-hmm. jokes from moonwind mm-hmm. like yeah you know i like i i don't believe i've ever heard of rachel house before either but terry is goddamn hilarious like literally the only person I I know, I knew Jamie Foxx was in this movie, but the only person who I heard their voice was like, Oh, I know who that is, is Alice Braga. And I might be like one of the few people on earth who would say that. Interesting. Is Alice Braga like popular? I i feel like (laughs) true. (laughs)
4: Uh. Yes. I mean, she's been in some stuff that like I would recognize her from, um, I definitely recognize her face, but it, she's not someone that I can place her her voice at
0: all. I I probably know her voice because I've watched Red Belt like forty times. Mm. Okay, good. yeah, Red Belt's a great movie. Okay, I guess we're moving on. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't know. No, Does no anyone more, have no anything to say, to say in response to you know? Do any of the haters want to chip in here? And
3: <laughs> well, I would like to say one thing. Well, one of many things. But
0: <laughs> You're on <sorry>. a podcast. <laughs> Please have more than one thing to say. We have a list.
4: She has a list.
3: <laughs> so one thing that really kind of bothered me about this movie, not not so much the movie individually, but it, it starts to fit into a pattern when you have multiple roles that showcase black characters in an animated movie or sometimes in sci-fi or what have you and then the black character transforms into some kind of otherworldly creature or whatever and spends a good portion of the film as not embodied within their within their like blackness um like physically i, I it just it it when you start to see it you can't really unsee it so i'm thinking of like the princess and the frog where she spends sure. where Tiana spends most of the film as a frog after there was this huge marketing blitz that she was the first black princess, um, within the Disney canon. Um, and then of course this film and, and there's a couple of others that, that I'm forgetting right now, but then I, you start to see this also in a lot of sci-fi like Dr. Who or whatever, uh, or even avatar. We have a black character who they put in a bunch of prosthetics and then they're suddenly this they're this exoticized alien creature well so it's really
0: i i I agree with you though i want to put it on two different levels because i think there's one thing which is like black character in movie becomes something else which would be like princess and the frog spies in disguise all that stuff and then i think that there's a completely different issue which is like every time we need an alien in a movie we go to like an actor of color and are like, how would you like to be this green woman? How would you like to be this giant cat creature? Like, because then you're not even sort of giving their, their like true self, like a moment in the movie. You're just like, "Uh, we'd love to have you play an alien.
4: So, so are we just skipping over Cats, the movie in general, or? Oh, or, okay.
0: I mean, we should. Jason we should Nola. never talk about Cats. <laughs> I mean, just that's. I liked
3: it better than the prom. I'm just gonna say it. I, what I don't is know we, what that like is. your
0: own prom? Uh, no, the Ryan prom,
3: Murphy. the musical, the Ryan Murphy musical. I don't what?
0: know what that is. Is oh, that like on FX? Has
3: James Corden Netflix. ever
2: been in a good movie? Like, like a genuine question. Did you say oh? James Gray? No, James Corden. Has James Corden ever been in anything watchable? Oh, yes i don't know gavin he...
3: and stacy that show is amazing i is highly recommend gavin oh he created it and he stars in it oh uh, excellent no. <laughs> no the show is great i'm telling you the show is great
0: uh, i know so my I'm, comes. I'm looking up his acting um super intelligence trolls world <laughs> tour yesterday smallfoot oceans eight Flopsy Turvy,
2: is is that the Mike Lee?
0: <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, Peter Peter Rabbit trolls the lady the in the man
3: van. Payday. I mean, there's no question about that.
0: Into the woods.
3: Oh yeah, I liked him in that.
0: Begin again.
3: Begin again is.
0: is He's is in an okay? episode of Doctor Who.
3: He was good in that one too.
0: He's in the Three Musketeers from 2011.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, no. Gavish. Something
0: called The Gruffalo.
2: <laughs> Wait, isn't that a children's book?
0: Probably. I mean, a It was in name. Fable 2, the video game. Interesting. Uh, so we've, I think James Corden, more misses than hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't feel like that's a crazy thing to say. No, it doesn't seem like it. He's in something called Fat Friends for
2: 20 episodes.
3: Oh yeah, that's on my list too. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I swear to God, it's on my list. I
2: we was have a TV he person?
0: <laughs> was he the guy who is he the one who played? Oh, that's one chance. Yeah, he played Paul Potts, right? Right. Oh, I my don't cricket. <laughs> you know the guy who sang "Nessun Dorma" on Britain's Got Talent. He was the male Susan Boyle.
3: Oh yeah, him. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. James Corden played him in a Dave Frankel movie. Dave Franco or Dave Frankel? Fran- we are so far <laughs> off topic, and no I mean, one can It wasn't hear. even
3: me. It wasn't me. <laughs> this is more fun I still blame fun. you,
0: Robin. This is still <laughs> this your fault.
3: Hey, I'm talking about aliens, man.
0: <laughs> All this to say, uh, yes, I agree that that is an issue, and I, 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 I I'm going to look for it. Um, but I, there was an article about this, like around the time of like Guardians in the Galaxy. Oh. And and the first new Star Wars movie because Lapita Diango plays oh, yeah.
3: oh. a
0: weird alien creature.
3: Oh, totally! And all, all over Doctor Who, all over Star Trek, like it's a thing. And I agree, it is a separate issue than animation, but I think it's along the same trends of trying to cover up uh, these characters, you know, physiology. Um, it, so when I look at this film, and I'm thinking, oh, it's great, you know again another marketing blitz about how this is the first pixar film to to have a black protagonist like that's a huge deal this this company or the studio has been around since the early 90s so it's already been 30 years um you know time to step it up and they do and then the character is like a blob for half the movie and then when the movie returns him to his body he's voiced by a white woman like it's a little weird
0: i i agree with you that it is a little weird i think that this movie actually still i'm trying to think of the best way to put this like it's still a pretty big like step forward in my eyes for like diversity in film because of how how mundane it makes the incredible diversity of new york city feel like every character in this movie is like a person of color like from the principal of the school to the students in the school to the doctor to you know just like it's the italian
2: guy on the train (laughs) is there an italian guy on the train yeah he's like the most like stereotypical new yorker you've
0: ever heard in your life (laughs) i mean you know they're there i am one of them um are you from new york uh originally yes where Queens, baby.
3: Ah, uh, I'm from yeah. Long, Island.
0: <laughs> Long Island.
3: Long Island.
0: Long Island. Uh, Long Island. Where in Long Island?
3: Um, I've lived all over. I was born in Woodbury. I went to high school in East Meadow, oh. Nassau County.
0: Nassau County. Look at you. Anyway, I have family. Now in Long I'm in Island. the big time.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found the article, by the way. It's a 2016 article in Vulture. It's by Kyle Buchanan and it's called Why Won't Hollywood Let Us See Our Best Black Actors? Yeah. And it, um... <laughs> yeah. Idris Elba is in four major studio films this year, but you won't see his face in any of them. Um, It talks about Zootopia, you know, which is, everyone's an animal. But then it talks about how he's Shere Khan in The Jungle Book. He's in Finding Dory. But then, like, the biggest one is the live-action where he plays Crawl in Star Trek Beyond. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then the picture also includes Gamora and whatever Lupita Nyong'o played in Star Wars. First with the
2: goggles.
0: Maz Kanata. There it is.
1: Maz sure Kanata.
4: Yes.
0: Yes. Anyway, so look that up. It was a great article, if I remember correctly. And um, it talks a lot about what we're talking about here. Um, I... <sighs> i i understand the 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 impulse to be like you know why you know does this happen why do people transform in other things i mean like it's it's a trope especially in animation um in fact michael snidell your favorite pixar film does this to a woman
2: i know and i also think it has one of the best written and it's not my favorite pixar film but i also think it has one of the best written female characters of almost any Pixar film. So. Let's
4: name it. What are we talking <laughs> about?
2: <laughs> We're talking <laughs>
0: about Wally. <laughs> no, Brave.
2: Yes. Wally. Oh, one, a lot of people don't like, but I caught up to way after it came out and was like kind of amazed uh, how uh, that phobic, really that well defined it is. It movies. is that phobic. Wait, I is it? Not... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all about how these.
3: Fat people are sinners, and they're just blobbing around on a spaceship.
2: Oh, I thought no, we were talking, talking about Brave. <laughs> I thought Brave has some weird body yeah, stuff.
3: I talking about
0: too. Wally. No, I made a joke that Michael thought the best movie was Wally when he really oh, thinks, when he's really into Brave.
3: I you literally.
0: I apologize for that. Um, brave is uh, not the bear fatphobic. Was very I don't
3: fat Brave.
2: <laughs> no, there's some weird body stuff actually in uh, Brave, but it's not quite to the level of Wally. <laughs>
0: I mean, all of them have weird bodies. There's no denying that. Yeah. I mean, who among us has
2: not body shamed a bear? The mom bear well, is kind of spelt, isn't she? This, this could be misinterpreted as something very differently. But bear community, I am not shaming. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Michael just took it up a notch. Anyway, uh, so Brave has a woman turning into a bear, which was I hidden in, in the, the marketing. Bear Um, I remember being shocked by that turn in the movie (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was because I walked in and I was like brave she's going to like get lost in a magic world and have to like fight her way out and then it's like oh no she's going to give her mom a pastry and her mom's going to turn into a goddamn bear (laughs) but I actually saw that movie in theaters and I was one of the first people who was like I don't understand why people are shitting all over brave that's actually a really good movie and um, having watched it with me? Yeah, oh, I no, like Brave. Oh, Brian,
2: that's not allowed. Never mind. Brave's bad.
4: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> M- Move down from a nine to a eight or eight and a half. Oh, oh boy. God. It was have so much fun. Have you wolf seen
1: Wolfwalkers?
4: I have not no, seen Wolfwalkers.
0: Good... Oh, Michael doesn't <laughs> okay. like Wolfwalkers. All right. All right.
4: All right. Nope. All right, all right, nope. All right, we're
0: looking right, at right. because they're on the same side. I'm going to use this as a wedge between them. Michael no, doesn't no, like no, Wolfwalkers.
3: Why am I? <laughs> all my loyalty is lost oh yeah it
0: it was like number 60 on his uh on his letterbox
3: i think he said
0: that everyone who liked wolf (laughs) walkers should be put to death
2: (laughs) no that's what the protestant guy
0: says in the movie (laughs) anyway i've lost track of what we're talking about um I I,
3: mothers were bears and wolves and all that
0: Yes. Um anyway, uh transforming into animals or or swapping souls is a big thing in animated children movies. But I do understand the discomfort that comes with that happening. Um but I I, I think that the movie smartly is good about showing the, the 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 Joe using different voices depending on what the scene is calling for. Um for instance, he has a conversation with his mother wherein Jamie Foxx is once again the voice because, you know, in reality, his voice is not Tina Fey's. Everyone is still hearing Jamie Foxx's Joe. And mm-hmm. I think that that allows for the the continuation of the, the whole thing. And as yeah, we already that, stated, like, very... the souls don't actually have, like, a voice because they are souls. <laughs>
3: Like, can you help yeah. clear something up for me i would Does love he to actually die because in the beginning you're like oh he died but then if he was dead wouldn't he be in a morgue
0: no is so like the i think that there's he he definitely didn't die i just said that because it was easier than saying he like drops into a coma No, i was really curious it. like
3: i was like maybe i just misremembered something or maybe it was that dark and he did die. <laughs>
0: no No, no, no. he's definitely (laughs) almost dead um but like you know i think that there is this movie would contend that there is like a space a liminal space between you know the soul inhabiting the body and the soul crossing over at which point you are you know unconscious (laughs) yep so you know he's not that
3: liminal space then
0: yeah the liminal space is like you know him not entering the the great beyond
3: Which which
0: is which is
4: interesting because, you know, if you listen to people talk about people in comas or things of that nature, there's the sense that there's a fight going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's some kind of battle and you're hoping that your loved one or whoever you're talking about is going to win that battle and and end up waking up. Right. And so in that way jamie fox's character is constantly in battle mode and so you know thankfully nobody's pulled his plug at this
0: point so <laughs> you know he's yeah, uh, yeah. i mean he, it he, was very it would be su- like 12 not even 12 hours later there's just someone being like pull the plug
4: well i mean maybe he's got a dnr or something like my that, sister you know? said
0: something like this over christmas break where she was like i think she was i, I don't want to say she was drunk but like we were definitely joking around and we'd had some wine and she's like i would be the worst person to be like the living executor of someone because i would just immediately burst it and be like he doesn't want to live this way <laughs> Pull the plug. and i responded with like yeah and i'd just be sitting there being like lauren it's just an ingrown toenail i'll be fine <laughs>
3: i I, i'm a i'm with her on that i'm very much a utilitarian when it comes to life and death i don't know if it's like being a jewish person thing but jews are all about the living when people die so i'm just like don't even bother throwing me in the pine box just like throw me in a dirt hole i don't even want to like wait i want to be that tree right away
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so you mean like still dig a grave but don't bother with a coffin
3: Yeah, I don't leave meat for like the carrion birds. Right, I thought you meant
0: like a shallow hole, (laughs) and I was like, "But you should really like you know you don't want like it
3: should be shallow if you want to have um sustainable burial or whatever." I have a friend, I have a couple of friends who are morticians, so I talk
4: about this a lot. Sustainable Uh, burial, holy shit!
1: As long as the
0: the creatures don't get to you, because I'd be afraid of like, oh, people can't go into the graveyard anymore to visit their loved ones because the wolves keep coming to dig up Brian.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but what's wrong with being part of... But then you're like part of the wolf's essence and maybe your soul no, is carrying I, I think on think to Brian, the
4: Brian, I think Brian made it very clear. The reason he's, he doesn't want that is because the wolves would then just be around the
0: funeral home or... or <laughs> yeah, great. I just...
3: Not, not that they. The same feed. reason you don't <laughs> oh, feed they'd be the scaring ducks. Scaring away your loved ones.
0: Yes. Right. You don't feed the they ducks because you don't want them to depend on you and ruin the park with their feces. So you don't and you feed
3: d- the wolves because
0: with you don't the want them to pick off children at other funerals.
4: Yes. If if you bury him in a shallow grave in the woods, that would be perfectly fine.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel you on that one. If you're going to
0: leave me to the predators and the scavengers, please do it in an ecologically responsible area (laughs) where I won't be drawing them into a population center.
3: You want to get this in writing, man.
0: I do have to look at my will, so I will probably do that.
3: I'm just like, give every part of me to science. Study my eyeballs.
0: No, because then you're just going to end up as one of those bodies exhibits. You're gonna be plastinated. Oh yeah, that would be
3: worshipped for millennia. <laughs> yeah, he, she would be immortalized. Bored twelfth graders Bond. would
0: come and look at you playing cards with your skin <laughs> flayed
3: off.
4: Uh, if only. It's better than being in a James Bond
1: movie.
3: If you consent to it, it's fine. But the problem is those bodies exhibits; those people were like probably prisoners, and did not consent to it. Probably. But I consent to it. Worship me
0: all right well, or, we've got that recorded now
4: or unfortunately <laughs> maybe they did consent to it but it under you know extenuating so yeah. yes like hey you you want your family to be able to pay your bills okay just a Here reminder
0: that by appearing on the film stage show you agree that every statement made is legally binding and will be carried out in the event of your death
3: <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> husband uh, now we have a will <laughs>
0: In the event of my untimely death, please play episode four or whatever of the film stage show on soul.
3: Throw my body to the vultures.
0: Okay, we need to move on. I don't know. I feel like we're running some rich territory here. Anyway, so Joe doesn't die. It's Quite very literally. much a um. what's the what's the movie with Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon? Uh, begin uh, no uh, uh seven
2: days and seven the ten mean people you'll meet in heaven. What far from the what ten is it?
3: People you'll meet wow, in are <laughs> okay,
2: we are the ten God.
3: meanest people in heaven.
2: <laughs> what the shit is happening? You know, I've been smelling toast lately. So mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the movie uh, is just, just like heaven. Just like heaven.
0: Mark the Ruffalo moves into her apartment <laughs> and sees her ghost, but she's not actually dead. She's in a coma. So soul is a uh, coasting off of that where if you're in a coma you're not technically alive anymore but you can still you know maybe get your soul back into your body
4: is, is this why disney purchased fox so they could have
0: yeah just so fox. they didn't have to pay royalties on just like heaven <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay i just want to i'm reading the wiki for just like heaven and the, so the theme song is obviously just like heaven by the Cure but singer uh-huh. Katie Malua recorded a cover version for the soundtrack. Malua's version is played over the opening titles and has lines such as she said changed to he said to maintain a heterosexual
1: narrative.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, Donald Logue <laughs> is also in this movie, and he is awesome, so check it out. Um, uh, it was Back to Soul. Uh, so... Yeah. What, what, um, What's happening? Uh, Bill, it's weird to me that you said... I'm just going to latch onto this to get us back on topic. It's weird to me that you said that you thought this wasn't as visually inventive. Because I actually found, like, the Guardian people to be super interesting. And, like, the afterlife, I thought, was, like, suitably abstract while still having a bit of a character to it that worked. Like, the whole you seminar.
4: I want to clarify, just in case i i am further uh uh, distorted um, distorted. yes um what i was meaning to say and and if i didn't say this at uh well enough initially i apologize but what i meant to say was that this film isn't necessarily pushing the technology that pixar has kind of uh created over their kind of timeline right where like uh, there's a sequence in toy story four where there's rain and the rain is hitting the fabric of the toys and it looks fucking real and it's mind blowing. And it's, it's kind of awe inspiring. There's that scene in, uh, Again, Toy Story 4 with the (laughs) chandeliers and all of that stuff. Like, there's just a a level of visual detail that is missing from this film that a lot of the other Pixar films kind of really highlight and kind of hone in on. Um, And I'm not saying that the film doesn't look good. I'm saying the film is just a little bit of a softer kind of uh, palette versus... Like this cat obviously is not <laughs> rendered in a way that looks like a normal fucking cat, right? Um, it's so
3: cartoonish, like yeah,
4: it's it's very yeah. cartoonish, and and so and really the rich details are uh, a couple of scenes. Uh, a the clothing in this film just really like fit. Like <laughs> there's there's just a weird. Well, his mom's way. a tailor, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other scene. Fit. The other scene that really kind of uh, caught my breath was um, the first entry when their body swapped and they uh, go into New York City. They emerge from New York City uh, out of the subway for the first time, and uh, it's just bright, and there's a ton of things going on, and it's very noisy, and uh, it made me almost have an, a panic attack. <laughs> i was just like holy shit this sounds awful so yeah don't don't envy
0: people that live in new york city
4: at all no, that's funny
0: because it made me miss manhattan like crazy that's
4: that's what i meant i just meant it, it just visually it's not pushing the technology that far along i don't right,
0: i don't think it i mean to, to me personally like i don't think it really has to and i don't think there's anything particularly here that Made it necessary. I really like. I mean, like you know, I love Don Herzfeld. I love when animation allows mm-hmm. itself to investigate the abstract. Um, it's one of the reasons I really liked uh, Inside Out. Was like when they go into the 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 weird, like imagination engine, and mm-hmm. like go through like the stages of like the the human mind trying to comprehend abstract thoughts. And they become like non-literal representation, and like you know, flatten out. And it's like I love stuff like that. So to me, that's more fun and impressive than just like, oh, look at the light scattering in these lamps. Mm-hmm. There's dust motes. <laughs> <laughs> <Dust boats. laughs> look at the right. dust motes. <laughs> I'm curious,
2: Brian and Robin, as as two people who've spent a lot of time in New York, do you think uh, in any way this conveys the essence of New York?
3: Oh, you know, I think that's a great question. Um, I so I like the cacophonous aspects of the city. Um, I don't live in New York City now, but I do. was a sense of being home when I'm there. And I think this film did a really good job of displaying that. Um, but, you know, it would never occur to me to call this a New York City movie. And, mm. and, and like it just never occurred to me until you mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Because to me, it could have easily been Chicago or something like that um i'm sure that michael is super
0: offended shit. right now <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you know chicago is a big jazz city and and i mean so know. is
0: dc i just like to yeah that's that out true there. too
3: although it looked nothing like dc <laughs> no uh, dc you, you can't have <laughs> tall
0: buildings so
3: <laughs> yeah but it, it didn't really strike me as a, a big manhattan movie um but I, I, I agree. that Actually, the, the clothing was a, a really good detail um, that I had forgotten about. I really liked the first maybe 20 minutes of the movie as you're getting to know the different characters in, in his real life. Um, and there was one who I think was wearing like this band T-shirt. I can't, I can't remember the name of the character. But I remember thinking like that's such a good detail. Like I really liked how lived in that was. And I kind of wish the movie had stayed a little more grounded in the – in in the human life of the story um, it got, it got too hijinxy for me. And I think that's really what pulled me out of it. Cause once they get to that other realm, I just remember feeling like, Oh, this is just another version of inside out where we're in this um, visually structured abstract place Um, that could have easily been anything like heaven or purgatory or whatever. And I'm sure that's what they're going for. Um, but the, but the Manhattan part of it or the human part of it, I did connect to, um, that's why I wish that the later parts of the film weren't so, oh, and now we're running around trying to fulfill a MacGuffin or whatever. I just wanted them to be there physically having a story. Well, so what's Um,
0: interesting is that I think that you kind of hit upon like the tension between joe and 22 when they're back in new york are we in spoilers i'm gonna say we're in spoilers we've been talking for about an hour um so like when he you know goes back into his body but he accidentally goes into the cat and then she goes into his um there is like an inherent tension in the fact that like she really is like enjoying the hell out of being on earth and she is like you, Robin, like, wants to slow down, like, wants to stick around in these small moments. And he, meanwhile, is, like, losing his goddamn mind because he's got, like, a time-restricted MacGuffin that he has to get to. And, yeah. and it, like, that's, it's it's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, the whole point. Like, it's his life in a microcosm is, like, this person... Like living in his body, like with all of his memories and his skills and his his athlete, you know, his, his lack of athleticism, um, <laughs> since he you know splits his own pants. But like he He's familiar, let's put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and 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 sh- and her, even though like it's a soul and it doesn't technically have a gender or anything. Twenty two is just like loving it. Like is is getting a level of pleasure that we don't really see him have you know, a level of fulfillment that he's unable to appreciate um, even though she's only got the tools that he h- himself also has. And, and I found that to be, especially, I watched this a second time today because the first time I watched it was like three weeks ago. Um, Like this second time that really struck me that like, you know, y- the, the sensation of her being like, no, I want to like. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the trees. I'm eating this pizza and this bagel, and like this is freaking awesome. Like I'm so excited about this. And he's like, no, no, no. Like this is all boring shit. None of this matters. Like I need to go play this gig that's going to change my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really like at the end when he when he does it and he's like, what happens next? And she's like, now we do it again. Like what are you talking about? What happens next? Like this is. And this is one of these things that, that has always struck me as like people that say like, oh, you love photography. Like, why don't you become like a photographer? Like you could ch- like mm-hmm. because photography is 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 weirdly expensive. um If you're like a person who wants to get like family photos done, people are always like you could charge like 50 bucks for a half an hour and you'd still be the cheapest guy around and you'd still give people good photographs and everyone would be happy. And I was like, everyone would be happy except for me, because the thing that I do like for fun in my free time would suddenly become yet another goddamn thing that I have to structure my life around and schedule. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, even I I do it with film because I I like, you know, talking to people about movies and um, I am able to exert some level of control over this and it doesn't interfere with my life too much. But you know, yeah, it's a lot of people chase what they love as a career and are like bummed out when they realize that like when you turn it into a career you might turn it into something that you don't love anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I like that this movie like confronts that. <laughs> and well
4: and, and 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 in an interesting way it turns it on itself where it becomes this either or solution where he has to choose to give up the gig life, right? Or Become a full-time teacher. And it's like, no, you can do both. I know those jazz clubs are not playing at three o'clock in the afternoon. They're playing at like nine, ten o'clock at night. So, you know, once every now and then, you go chase that dream, but otherwise, you stick with what you got. Um, but no, I, I think I think the interesting thing that this film does is it gives him, the chance to be passionate about music in a professional context in a way that he does not have any interest in and yet still finds a way to have people that that kind of pop in and out of his life that he was mentors to that, that he really inspired and, you know, uh, it, it made them L- fall in love with music in a way that kind of carried on in their life. Um, it's it's kind of sad to think of like any other music teacher that you've kind of come across from <laughs> in in like elementary school or you know high school or or you know grade school. It's it's because the joke I remember in college, the joke was if you can't make it in the professional world, you become a teacher about that thing.
3: Yeah. If you can't do teach.
2: Yep. Yep. You teach (laughs) Jim.
4: Yeah. Which is, which is fucking sad. Like, like it's just one of those things because then you start to think about all the people I've watched so many, uh, Q and A's after, film screenings and all this other shit. And people are always like, what's the best advice you can give, you know, a a struggling actor. And people constantly are like, I don't fucking know. I don't know how I'm here. (laughs)
2: Yeah. A lot of this shit is chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was in the right place at the right time. (laughs)
4: Exactly. Like, like that's all it is. And, and if people get so wound up in, I am going to make it happen a lot of times those people just end up fucking miserable because it's really fucking hard. And a lot of other people want to do that too. Well,
0: it's also yeah. like a lot of people have that conception of what's the thing I can do to get paid for that won't feel like work. And like, yes, the, but
3: the, always feel like work. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. Cause when you're getting paid for it, that means you have to take it more seriously. Like, you know, uh, not to denigrate my own character as a freelancer, but like me hitting a <laughs> deadline is very difficult to do. And, um, I'm lucky that I, you know, when I, when I write for the film stage, which is rare nowadays because I have like a child and three other jobs that I'm given some level of leeway where I usually don't have to hit it like right when embargo is up. And part of that's because I usually, I like, well, especially now I don't chase like the big triple a blockbuster movies anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. no one's going to give a shit if my review of the tax collector is two days late. Um, People were asking where it was though. <laughs> I know, and then it became a weirdly what like widely read piece, <laughs> which is nice. but like you know again, the, the fact that I'm not looking at that and being like, oh God, if I don't hit 50,000 views, I'm not gonna get my bonus, I'm not gonna be able to make rent. like sure, that helps sure. me to keep enjoying it. And um I, I also love the fact that like what Bill was saying, like this movie has a very strong string of this man is affecting the lives of these children. So, like, Curly is now a professional, and Curly says, like, you're the only reason I even went to school. And and uh, Connie, Connie is yeah. clearly, like, you know, very happy with herself, but is, like, still navigating, you know, the feeling of, like, being a teen. And if you give a shit about something, that means you're stupid. And yep. I like the fact that the movie doesn't do what I expected it to do, where it's, like... You were like, you know, it, music is your spark, but it's not like performing it. It's sharing the joy with others. I like the fact that the movie basically lands on like, there is no one thing. You weren't like wrong about your purpose. It's that it does, you don't need to have a purpose mm-hmm. as long as you're like fully appreciating like the gift of life and like finding yeah. joy and enjoying it. Because there are so many versions of this movie that would have been like oh, uh, you know, you chased the wrong white rabbit. Like, you had it wrong all along. Like, it wasn't you being a performer. It was you being a teacher. But this movie's like, no, it's you being a human being who exists in this world and has experiences and shares experiences with others. Mm-hmm.
3: But this think- is exactly why film critics love this movie. Here's my theory.
0: <laughs> okay, I, am, I am so excited for this now. Please go okay, on. Okay.
3: So my theory is all film critics, including myself, have wanted to be in movies, making movies, so
1: mm-hmm.
3: we all no, want no. to be screenwriters, we all want to be directors, what have nope. you. Nope, you're wrong. <laughs> okay,
4: well, <laughs> yeah, I nice disagree. Well. Set like, I, the I can't, I, I've I'm
3: an an been on set. I think I've been that's on totally sets. fair to say. That's I was about exception.
0: to say, I've certainly never wanted to be a screenwriter or a director. No, 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 not me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you can't do, critique. That's what I always say. So, I think you can't a lot do that, of critics... <laughs> If a lot of critics like this movie is because it's it's like patting us on the head, saying it's okay you never became a screenwriter because you're doing something else that you like to do. It's okay that you never fulfilled your dreams because like smelling a rose is a nice thing. But like and...
0: that's that's a weirdly dark way to look at it.
3: <laughs> okay, well, uh, here, so I saw Mr. Holland's Opus when I was fourteen. And I still maintain it is one of the most depressing movies I' have ever seen because okay. he does not become a famous composer. He's a high school band t- teacher. And the only thing of note in his whole life is that his students cr- like performed the opus that he wrote that never, you know, got performed by a Philharmonic or something. Um, And I thought, wow, this dude is such a loser. I mean, I was 14, but (laughs) I think there's a part of me that's still like, oh, that's sad. And I'm also of that type, right? Like, I did not ever write a movie. I did not ever write a novel. I'm not saying that could never still happen. Um, But I've also, you know, I like to live my life. I like to travel and see my friends and I stop and smell the roses and all that bullshit. Um, so I feel like this movie was made for people like me who never actually fulfilled those types of dreams, and I resent them for it.
0: Hmm. So, so, so what do you think about what do you think about "It's a Wonderful Life"?
3: I've never actually seen it. I was not allowed to watch Christmas movies growing up, so there's yeah, th- I have huge gaps. I got you know,
0: you. I know plenty of Jewish people who've seen Christmas movies. Don't say that like it's a thing, Bill. no, like, no, no
4: I, still... I i'm 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 agreeing with her. I understand why I, i'm I'm verbalizing her reality.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Bill,
0: you are such an ally. Um, <laughs>
3: Thank you. <laughs> I think
0: i like I agree with what you're I, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I won't say I agree with it. Um, but like, there i think that there is some validity to the idea of like your your greatest goal in life may be misguided or misdirected mm-hmm. that like you enjoy doing something in fact i just watched moneyball today for some reason <laughs> um <laughs> and one of the things that i found interesting about it was like the fact that at least in the movie's reality anyway i don't know about the actual story but billy bean is like this kid who at a super young age was like given this opportunity to play for the Mets and was told by all these people who apparently knew what they were talking about. Like you're a five tool player. Like you've got it all. We need you. You're going to be great. You're going to be one of the best. And he wasn't. And they say like, there's a point in your life where you find out you can't play like kids ball anymore. And it could be when you're 18. It could be when you're 40. And like, yeah, he loved baseball, but like he was picked up and put into the wrong place for himself within that ecosystem because you have, as you grow up, like this conception of who the most important people are in anything that you like. So yeah, like when you're a teenager and you're like, I love movies, so therefore I must be a uh, uh, director or well probably not even a director. like the first thing you're gonna think is I need to be Tom Cruise. Um, and even before that, you might like mistakenly believe that you really want to be in the air Force. Um, so you have to keep like working your way up to figure out like what do you actually like. So like, I love the idea of making a movie, but like the more I find out about the life of a director and what they actually mm-hmm. have to do, I realize that like, i'm i don't think that i'm built for that like it's not like i ever failed at it i think i like discounted myself out of it because i know that that's not what i want like i Mm -hmm. i love the i love I like thinking about all the decisions that go into making a movie but i don't know that i would want to be the person responsible for making those decisions Mm -hmm. and likewise you know i like the idea that i could follow along that path in some way and maybe like inspire someone else to be a director or like inspire someone else to write movies or even just another critic. You know, that's totally fine with me. And I like the fact also that even if I were to quote unquote fail and just become a teacher, you know, that if you're a good teacher, you're inspiring someone to jump off further than you ever did. So like, is it, you know, to, to quote,
3: that so sad
0: to quote the last Jedi. (laughs) Mm-hmm. When Yoda's talking to Luke about the tragedy of being a mentor to someone, you are what they grow beyond. Like your mm-hmm. purpose in life is to make them not need you anymore and to, in fact, hopefully best you in every way possible. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, as a father, like I think about that all the time because I'm like the best thing that could happen is that my daughter exceeds me in every possible way. And just like slays my legacy and forms one for herself that is so much better than whatever I'm able to do.
3: Do you really believe that? Like, yeah. as in, you really want that to happen? Is it a like, hormonal thing that happens when you have a kid?
0: Uh, no, I want, I mean, like, she's going to outlive me. Like, she's what's happening next. There's like no, I cannot think of anything more terrifying than a parent who looks at their child and says, You will not beat me like that Ooh, is it's
3: like t- mommy dearest shit that I love the nest <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no like Christ. I think
0: about I I th- I sometimes also think about like my parents and I'm like oh this sucks because I'm like never gonna be able to I'm never gonna like outdo them mm-hmm. like their their bar is so high <laughs> that I'm like screwed it's just it's not gonna work I'm not a doctor I'm not a lawyer I'm not a lawyer who actually for some reason majored in quantum physics but then decided to pivot to law like i went to school for journalism in the early 2000s like an idiot yep same here and now i'm doing all this bullshit in my life so like yeah i um i i honestly hope that my daughter whatever she does like outdoes me in every way what if she
2: says she wants to study journalism
0: Oh my god! Like as like an anthropologist studying like some other thing no, that doesn't no, 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 exist no. anymore. He
3: wants to work at a newspaper.
0: There oh, won't be geez. newspapers. There won't be
3: newspapers when she's old. There though.
0: won't even be Buzzfeed anymore. Like that's the problem. That's the real issue. Um, yes, let's mourn Buzzfeed. I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean,
3: like, like Comcast News Diddlies. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come here, way here way for your diddles. <laughs> get diddled on Comcast. Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> uh, she's going to become a quibby. super
0: famous TikToker who, in the one minute that she has, tells you the news while, like, you know, doing the scan filter or something.
3: I mean, most people. I mean, I don't want to say most people, but I'm sure many, many people get their news from memes. Oh, 100. Like, that's just the reality of it. Like, I, I have family members who I'm like a thousand percent certain. They've never looked at a news website in their life. Um, but I think you you really bring up something that um, I think about a lot, which is am I such a narcissist that I won't want to put everything that I have into my children? Like I think <laughs> I should be a, a not a Gypsy Rose Lee, but like her mom, I forget her name. Um, like I feel like I'm supposed to do that as a parent, which is, you know, bleed myself so that my kid will survive. Uh, but I am afraid that I will, that I'm was not born with that gene and that my kids are going to be like screwed up because I am self-involved or something. Well, But I don't know if you were self-involved before you had a child.
0: I, I was, I, I think I was not self-involved. I think I was like possibly self-destructive. I don't know. Like, I wasn't a narcissist, Ooh. but I think that people I think people make a mistake in thinking that you have to pour everything that you have into your child. Um, you need to continue to live and and pursue your own life. Mm-hmm. Because you like just just think about like the example you're setting for your child. Like, you know, do you want your child to grow up, you know, thinking that? that, that OK, I'm going to start over. There's a lot of things to unpack here. Your child needs to see you doing things and enjoying them. Like my daughter comes with me to the distillery and sees the the joy that it brings me. (laughs)
1: Yes
2: and and samples. (laughs) No, she actually asked if
0: she could and I said no you don't know what you're tasting for. Um so (laughs) too much peat in that too much (laughs) peat.
3: You do not have the palate for me. (laughs) Yeah
0: no talk to me in like twenty years. Um so so like it, I find it and, and she sees me like taking photographs and then I show her the photographs and like I think that her seeing me taking joy in things that are not directly related to her is important because otherwise she as a four year old will think that she is solely responsible for my happiness and that is an incredibly damaging thing to do to a child is to instill in them the idea that they are the thing that gives your life purpose and meaning. Um, I, I have seen and am seeing it happen to certain people and it is it is weird and it is ugly and it is it is depressing because that kid then only knows how to gauge their own success as a human being off of how their their parent is feeling. and that is bad. So it's still obviously you have to like feed and clothe them, and they should take priority. But like if she's cool, chilling or just watching me do something that is important to me, then that's good. I mean, like I do this podcast and I know that there are nights when she can hear me through her door. And when I'm like editing it, she'll say, that's your voice. Like, who are you talking to? Like, so just the the idea that like you have to like destroy your life for your kid is actually like more destructive to your kid than to yourself. And so I would I would say, like, that's that's one of the things that you kind of like learn and that this movie actually touches on um, is that if you devote yourself singly to a thing, you run more of a risk of losing your soul and harming people than if you, you know, spread yourself out and allow yourself those things in a healthy, productive way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I feel like I rambled. Yeah.
3: No, 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 no. I, that's really helpful. Okay, good. It
0: does. And, and it also kind
4: of brings clarity to, like, what this film's message, at least to me, is, is, dude, go do night gigs. Like, shut up and take, take <laughs> the teaching job and go do night gigs. Like, well, like live one your of the, life on the side.
0: One of and, the big and, important things, Bill, that, that is about that is when you see those, those giant, hulking, lost souls. Mm-hmm. And the first one you see is a guy who's, like... <laughs> In fact, Michael, this made, me, this made me think of The Nest, because it's like, has there ever been a good hedge fund manager in a movie? And here's another one.
2: We still don't have an answer. <laughs> no, he's
0: a lost soul. They have to, like, get him and recenter him. So that's obviously, like, he got ground down by a job that he probably never really felt a lot of passion about. But then you see the guy who is doing the um, the metal detecting, which is, you know, usually pitched as a, a fun, enjoyable activity. Mm-hmm. but he you know sinks down into the muck and becomes one of these these lost soul obsessive. sand people and they Did say like
2: Romanian film the treasure let me tell you his uh,
0: interest in the treasure
2: doesn't go very well <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well it's, you know it's what it, they it's say it's in this funny. movie like you know it's it's anything that disconnects you from enjoying life and living life
4: yes well, you become that obsessive and and what a lot of people call it is kind of sinking or you know falling into the rabbit hole and i have a habit of doing this i am i am one of those people that fucking like researches and researches and tries to get a, a hundred opinions on something before i either spend money on it or commit myself to something blah 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 so like the headset that i have on right now I found on a Reddit thread through a bunch of other recommendations and ended up like clicking a thousand different links, reading a bunch of different reviews, and they're like $80 headphones. And I'm like, what the fuck am I even doing? Like, (laughs) I I spent probably three hours researching headphones and ended up with these. And I'm like, you know, I have that obsessive compulsive nature of like, if there's information, I want to read it and if it's something that interests me i will go down that rabbit hole really fucking far and it's it's scary and that's what this film kind of talks about is that guy is me at 3am like looking at this reddit thread and like feeling sweat drip down my back thinking that i need to make a decision by tomorrow otherwise Like my life is meaningless. And it's just like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on right now at 3 a.m. that I need to buy new headphones when I have other headphones? Like like literally my fiance, like just walked in and grabbed my dog and like rolled her eyes at me because I have two other pair of headphones (laughs) in here right now. That I'm about to return because one was a, if you know this, it's called an open back headphone and I turned them on and she was like, I can hear everything. Those aren't headphones. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's supposed to give it soundstage. And she was like, no. And I, I I put them down and played something and I could hear it just as well as if it was on my head i was like okay this is excessive like okay so yeah like like there's there's just a level of obsessiveness that this film kind of turns that leaf over and is like like yes you could be in zen mode right where you're enjoying that but you can also be me at 3 a.m going what the fuck am i doing right now (laughs) you know and and yeah those are those lost souls and I have
0: the same problem like every time I'm buying something for my camera, where it's mm-hmm. just like, this is a thing I love, and this thing that I'm going to buy is going to be like helping me to make it even more like lovable. And then instead, it's like, all right, I'm four weeks in and I don't know which lens to get. And oh my God, I might have brought the wrong That's camera system. I haven't
3: system. gotten a camera yet.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I do this same thing
4: with <laughs> video games where uh, I was playing Borderlands like, uh, uh, earlier this year. And, uh, oh, no. there are a thousand different fucking guns I was and about to say different attachments. <laughs> and I would literally find myself like going, okay, I need to shoot this gun. Okay. I don't like the recoil on this one. Okay. I, I want to shoot this one. Okay. I like this one. Oh, no. And I would sit <laughs> this there. This one gives
0: me better criticals, but this one lights people on fire, which yes! is just sort of like viscerally satisfying, but oh, I know I'm not hell. causing as much damage. Oh, really yeah. I can't play Borderlands insane. anymore.
4: <laughs> yes, and so finally, I had to decision. make a decision to just settle on the gun that goes boom, boom the best, and
2: just. Keep it up. And <laughs> I was. How long like, did it okay, take? To you figure fulfilled out which your one boom, boom. It,
4: it, it, it <laughs> took a full fucking game for me to settle on that strategy, and then finally, on number three, I had it down, and I was like, "This is so much more enjoyable." <laughs> so, yeah, if you give me too many fucking options, I will research and fucking figure it out and mind fuck yourself yes and it's well, terrible it and and that's what this movie touches on and that's like like it, they could have had 5 minutes of that sequence of where they talk about people's obsessions turning into them becoming lost souls and i would've been like it, a, a academy award please give this mm. like
3: Oh, it's already going to win anyway. Yeah, Let's not well, pretend. I mean,
0: yeah. I, well, Yeah. I mean, like what other uh, it's such a weird fucking year. Like what other animated features are there?
3: Wolfwalkers, man. Trolls World like Tour. No. The it, best.
0: Did Onward come out this year. Wait, what? Did Onward come out this year? It yes, it did. It
3: came out right oh, Jesus around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> came out like right
0: before the <laughs> pandemic shut everything down. Oh.
2: Also, okay. watch The Wolf House.
3: The Wolf House. Like, I was just going to say, that movie is like the best wolves. animated movie of the year. It just...
2: Hey, Wolf. Robin, we're in agreement again.
3: Yeah. yeah Wait, <laughs> this a, it's says it's from
0: 2018?
3: No, it, it, so it was released <laughs> this year, so it's oh, considered okay, yeah. a 2020 movie, but because it had... Because of the some festival. festival issue, it's yeah. not eligible for the Oscars, but I... Reach out to Kim Stim, because it is a really... Yeah. A, like mind blowing.
0: Oh my god, what the fuck? I'm yeah. sorry, I just started looking at images from <laughs> yeah. this movie. Not
3: I've this never this seen an animation like this before. It's like, imagine if you could do stop motion with sets. Unbelievable. <laughs> that it's <is> incredibly <laughs> it's called, bizarre. It's called the Wolf House. It's so Wolf creepy, house.
2: though. It's probably the creepiest thing I've seen. Oh,
3: it's bizarre. It's, it's really creepy. And it's also about Chilean fascism and Nazism. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Oh, but it's also
3: <laughs> like watching, um, oh my god, not decoupage. What's that? What's that called? Where, it, it, oh god, it's so creepy. Like puppets, like transmogrifying in front of yeah. you. Oh god.
0: It kind of it's, reminds me, just in the stills that I'm looking at, of the 1988
3: film Alice. Yeah. By Jan Svankmajer. Yeah. yeah take, Jan. Take yeah.
2: Me,
0: yeah. Jan is yeah. that that fucking movie is awesome. I like just like it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so it's creepy.
2: The, the the one other thing that they do, uh, Robin, which was really incredible to me, is they stay in this one space. Yes. And so shadows continually keep making these kind of uh, these uh, not only like model figures, but backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, so totally. They, so they're giving like the illusion that all of these backgrounds are, as you're saying, like mutating in front of you, but then also at sometimes they literally grow outward into like paper mache. Yeah. Paper
3: like mache. H&M. That's it.
2: <laughs> no, but it's, it's super, it's super creepy. And yeah, it's, it's very, it's trippy.
3: but it's yeah, that
2: is my favorite animated film of the year for sure.
3: It's also kind of exhausting. So I took a short, um, animation or a class on short animation,
2: uh-huh. uh,
3: in the last couple of years and my professor was describing the reason that shorts tend to be more exhausting than like other types of animation is because you have to get into this world so so much of your cognitive mm-hmm. space is taken up by just in like inuring yourself to the the transformations happening in oh. front of you um and so you know you could watch 10 Different animated shorts, and it would it would be more draining than watching like a full animated film. So, but the reason I bring this up is because Wolf House is not that long; it's maybe like an hour, a little more than an hour. Um, but you have to give yourself time to take breaks because it it just totally takes over your brain and it drains you. It's it like took away all my energy after I watched it because yeah. you have to pay <laughs> attention to so many details because the animation is incredible. I mean, it's literally like taking, um, it's taking production design and that the production set is the animated canvas. It, it's just incredible.
0: Yeah. I, I can't recommend that one enough. And right, it, now it that we've weird. talked about it so much, does anyone know where I can watch it? I, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe look
2: in some, maybe look in a chat.
0: <laughs> okay. It says, uh, apparently I can watch it on YouTube for three 99
2: yes but maybe it's worth look it. in chat brian maybe look in chat oh, of look at that. skype chat of
0: skype yes i see that michael thank you i'm glad that you further alienated people just listening to the podcast i'm trying to do this for the masses not for the critics this podcast is for the fans i
3: think you can find it on Movie. am i making that not Movie? They did One have it on those. movie for a while. Yeah, oh, okay. our wow. lovely sponsor. Wow. Gosh. Never mind. <laughs> Check out movie m u
0: b i dot com slash film stage. Oh
3: okay. um, yeah.
4: It's on Google, Amazon, Google. Yeah, it's it's, it's all worth it.
3: It's totally... Like, give yeah. the directors money. Like they deserve it. Yeah. It's an incredible it's... feature. <laughs> they took them five years to make it. Like,
2: Jesus, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's all okay. stop
3: motion. But I,
2: I need to like okay. So I, 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 here's the thing. I think all of the things you guys just mentioned about obsession and this certain tension is a lot more rewarding and interesting than where Soul ultimately decides to go. Like the things that were really – where I was like hinted at a movie I'd rather see was uh, the two scenes I think are most interesting in this is – the barbershop and I don't even really like what happens in the barbershop that much it's really at the end where you you get kind of that uh, you know bit of a sucker punch where his his barbers like you know you've never asked me about my life Mm -hmm. like like that little thing and then him going to his his mom's and they have a different conversation than usual and it, it does lead in a more it it leads in a more cliched way, but I think those two scenes have a certain like texture of emotion that the rest of the movie doesn't have. Um, and and I think that some of the some of the Tina Fey stuff, like it's it's, I I think you're making a, a really, uh, you were making a, a good point, Brian, uh, about the, uh, like the odd, um. like slow sorry slowing down in relation to Tina Fey's character and you know it is partly those two scenes I just mentioned are the two slowest in the movie they're the least manic but also that like I would almost want to spend more time with Tina Fey because just just as or not even necessarily Tina Fey like of them just being around because I think the fact that then the end of this, well, like, yeah, basically the end of this movie is him creating a song about these five uh, items that uh, this gets hard to talk about with body swap stuff.
1: Who is who?
2: OK, when 22 is in Joe's body, the five things that she really grasps onto. the five she, things she meets in bagel, heaven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, She gives, you know, uh, half the bagel to the uh, Husker playing guitar that she um, the lollipop or the... I believe you busker. What did I say? I said Uh,
1: Husker. Yes, Yes.
2: you did.
3: And I knew what he meant. It sounded right.
2: it did. It did. sounded close.
3: You you really didn't have to stop me,
2: Brian. You know that Nebraska (laughs) football player? (laughs) Okay, but anyways, I think that's That's what's ultimately so disappointing to me is I I feel like after, you know, the sequence where he sees his mom and he gets a, a new suit and he goes and gets the chance to play that gig. I think everything after that then tries to distill this movie down to like the least interesting parts about that idea of obsession, like the least interesting things about how his life were. Contained in, you know, these certain interpretations of of moments that just seem like, you know, a series of failures. Like, I I think that stuff is interesting, but putting all of that into a montage as like an epiphany is literally the height of laziness for me. Like, that was one thing where I'm like, you've spent all this time building, well... Well, I mean, we we understand it, but the character still
0: needs to understand it, right?
2: I mean, yeah, but I just, I think it's weirder, you know, this is not my criticism, I can't remember who I should attribute this to, but something I was thinking about on my second watch uh, was someone saying that we know more about 22 than Joe, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and I I think I agree with that, And, and that's very weird to me that... I mean, I I understand that's part and parcel with the theme that you know jazz has been his life, but I I, I don't think I can really use that as an excuse for how ultimately like shallow and cheated
0: I, I felt at the I end. I think of that we might know more percentage wise about twenty two because there's not a lot to know about twenty two, but I definitely think we get more life detail about Joe.
2: I mean, I think we get we get certain details that we haven't even mentioned it at all. But uh, an interesting thing about this is, once Pixar decided uh, that this was going to be about jazz, and then uh, about to be, or sorry, and going to be on a, about a black main character, they brought in uh, Kemp Powers, uh, the the playwright who did uh, One Night in Miami, which is you know something we might talk about in in a month or so. Um, and, you know, there is a certain specificity and I think some of the gestures here you get, you know, um, there's a there's a certain thing of, you know, he uh, puts lotion on after, you know, he takes a shower, which is a very specifically kind of uh black thing like him trying to hail a cab and, and him making that comment. Like uh, there's a, a number of things here that I think speak to a specificity that can only come from a generalization. But ultimately I think Joe's characterization is, is supplanted by the needs of this movie and the Mm. needs to conclude Joe's story or excuse me. And to conclude 22 story, like the fact that she also becomes a lost soul Like, some of that stuff just, like, at a certain point that then the final moment you get him just walking out into the sunlight is a little bit like, well, we got here, so we get it. Like, like it's... You know, I didn't actually expect them to really make Joe die. <laughs> let's be
3: clear. That would have been brave, though. I Th- mean, that my husband would have been... and I mentioned that. No,
2: that's like... a different movie. That that couldn't happen. Sorry, right, I the first time I was like, wait, are they gonna do it? Because they I was hoping they take they would. a while. Jesus,
0: to get to it.
3: No not that I wanted him to die but like that would have been really profound. But I
0: think that no I think that that would be that's that's one of those things that sounds like a good idea until you realize that you're only doing it because it sounds like a good idea. Like I don't think No but it's such it a freaking American profound.
3: thing, right? Like this this idea that Europeans like know they're going to die. Like that's the whole thing about like the cultural life of Europe and the British Isles. Like they know they're going to die. Americans don't think we're going to die. So like That's why we're better than Sundays. them.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, like that would have been. That's why we went to the goddamn totally moon. Different. <laughs> well, the Russians practically I mean the Russians were almost there.
0: Uh yeah, okay. Who gives a shit about almost, right? Clothes only <laughs> counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.
3: But it's more to me, it's more impressive <laughs> that Russia went from like a two horse. Farming agricultural society to having cosmonauts in like a 40 year span. I mean, a lot like I'm not saying I like Stalin or anything. I was about to say, all they had to do was kill
0: millions of people <laughs> and did, not give a shit still, about their own population. It's still
3: <laughs> mind blowing that that happened, that it was not in an industrial society, and some would argue it's still not really all that industrialized. Um, but that's pretty impressive. Why are we talking about this? Uh, I Reddit. Know. anyway. <laughs> this is what I do on Reddit until two of the morning, okay?
4: Um, <laughs> I, I, I look up Gunstat. She looks up fucking <laughs> the Russian <laughs> cosmonauts.
3: I follow a lot of historian threads and anthropology threads and, like, gruesome nature. So Just, the like, next... watch... The
0: next time Recon. that we review a movie by the uh, the studio Leica, you're just going to come on and immediately be like, "Leica, the dog that the Russians shot into space." God, the Russians—they're just such a great people. Listen, Don't get me wrong; the Russians I have am...
3: killed my family. Like, I'm not going on and on about you know Trotsky and whatever. I'm just saying I think it's impressive. But I forgot. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> it really would have been like mind blow. Like, I may have even liked this movie. If they were brave enough to say this is a life that has ended, but instead it's the American thing. Oh, he gets one more Sean. He does whatever. He smells the roses and like eats a bagel. I don't even know if he does that, but it's like, okay, I've seen that before. I've, I've seen it all before. Well, enough. And
2: it, yeah. And it's, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I ultimately, you know, I, I, I don't have the same problem with Tina Fey as, as Robin, but I, 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 like I can't help. Faye! No, no, no! I no, no, no! I'm saying, and she's just doing very much the exhausted Liz Lemon thing, yes, which like yes. I can, I have an extremely high tolerance for, to be honest. Shall be get your
3: snark? <laughs> uh,
0: yes, um, but and in I'm this also movie, tired of I time. feel like they make that snarkiness like much more of an obvious crutch mm-hmm. and shield than they do, and like the yeah, point yeah. when she finally the thing that the thing that breaks my heart in this movie that no one else seems to be picking up on or I've heard talk about is when she's like saying that she's found her purpose and like, maybe it's just sky watching or walking. And cause that is the first time in the movie when she says that she is really good at walking. Like it's the first time in the movie that you've really heard her. Sure. Talking about herself and her possible life with a level of like, earnest enthusiasm and and like i I don't want to say egotism but like some sense of like ownership and pride and then you know he he says it and he's a cat so it's kind of funny but he's like oh that's not really a purpose 22 but like you know whatever it's good like let's get me back in my body and then when you're in her like cloud of Mm self-doubt you see the the sand version of him saying everything that he said to her which to him was like logical stuff to say to this like incipient soul and it it it's it's colored by like her emotional state as triggered by him saying it and it's like you know those aren't like purposes you idiot like you're not good enough like none of that's important enough like your purpose is nonsense and like that that is the part that for me is like really screwed up because again like thinking about like just talking to a child (laughs) and just being like well that's not an important thing that's not what you should be focusing yourself on but like if yeah
4: can, can you imagine if if a child or someone young that you knew came to you and said this is amazing it's delicious you should try this and you go nah i've had that before thanks bye yeah, you know. <laughs> it's
3: it's so it's. I it, get bored by that though. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things I love. So I'm like, okay, I've had, you know, I've had that chicken before.
4: Yeah, but I mean, why <laughs> why are you gonna denigrate someone else's current experience because you've already had that experience?
2: Because it's less specific, and this movie
0: hints at something far more specific. How do you think that I, that's I, less specific? I mean, like because, it's it's basically no, because it. Sorry, go ahead well, no, I, I need I need to counteract you so you need to finish your thought first. <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna say
0: anything now that you're well, uh, I can't make an argument crack. against or even like uh, in parallel with what you're saying if I don't know the fullness of what you're saying. so i would I would I love can't to shit
3: ex- on you unless you but that's the thing have, is I mean, I'm not like, I'm not what, trying what to shit you? on him.
0: like my my yeah. what I was gonna say, which I'll just say now anyways, you like if someone comes up to you and says the best part of my day, is when I like take my dog on a walk around my neighborhood. Like that is the thing that sure. I look forward to that gives my life a sense of meaning because I get to see like my neighbors having fun and their children growing up. And I get to like see the way that the streets have cracked over the winter. And like, you know, there's something beautiful about watching this like March of humanity and getting out and just like enjoying the, the rhythm of the pavement under my feet. And you just go, that's not a life purpose. Go fucking cure cancer or something, you fucking idiot. Like that's a very, that is like a hyper specific thing. Like that, the concept of taking the joy and the fulfillment that someone feels and then saying that's not good enough is, is, is a super specific thing. And it's what he does because he's blinded by not even his ambition, but just like his general lack of, of cognizance of like the gift of life, I guess. So this, sure. like does I mean, that I mean, well Well, it's like now that i've said that michael what do you what do you have to say
1: well,
2: there's there's a there's a couple things there i i, I think <laughs> i can i can pare it down in in a way that i just think this movie's ultimately too crowded at the end in having to conclude 22 and joe's story it's it's interesting because i i mentioned an in interview earlier and i forgot to attribute it it's uh it's josh spiegel on polygon and he spoke to to uh, the the producer of Soul, Dana Murray, about this. And something I didn't know is apparently uh, 22 was going to be the only main character in this for a long period of time. And I, I think that is interesting because I, I think what you're talking about is you are talking about a certain anxiety and and a certain, um, you know, almost worldview that's, that's pushed back at here in, in 22, like, like you have a character who, you know, can't enjoy anything for the longest time. And then, uh, you know, finds that the mere possibility of existence and the mere possibility of living is, you know, her spark. So like it, it, that is interesting, but that ultimately overwhelms the fact that we do have another character here, Joe, with like very specific interests, with very specific things he wants to do, and I think at a certain point when you're focusing on 22 which is very much an abstraction of that worldview. Like, life, you're right. I'm not trying to denigrate anyone's version of existence. As you're saying, some people like painting, some people just like walking with their dog. Like, there doesn't have to be an an end goal or, or some concrete end to things. But I don't think then that you can spend so much of your film talking specifically about Joe's goals and then condense them into her interpretation of things. Like it's a shortcut for both characters. Like it's not, it's not satisfying to me. It, It feels like, Oh, here are some, some things for as many things as they're trying different things here. Uh, they're, Going back to the old thing, they're going back to this certain moment of doubt that you know is uh, with the character, and they need to be assured that they are you know validated and matter. And it's just like it's it's just so weird to me that you want to spend so long uh, bringing a character, and then you you just revert to a metaphor, because it plucks the heartstrings more. Like I really like I can't imagine anyone in the world being alienated by this movie. Like, and I this is gonna sound very weird and could very much sound wrong. There are people who I think are fucking idiots, but they say movies about specifically blackness are things that they – because they can't understand it or can't see themselves in those characters' shoes, uh, they – sorry, they think it's a a bad movie. Now, I'll make the jump then and say Soul, for the longest time, I think is a movie about specific experiences, not only in terms of jazz, but about this very specific character – And as much as Tina Fey's character, when she occupies that body, has a much more platonic, you know, like, uh, platonic uh, existence. Like, you can't, I, I just don't think that you can have both of these parts of the movie. Like, you're just reverting back to the same... I haven't. We haven't said this word yet today. Formula. This okay. movie ultimately feels so familiar at the end, and it was yeah. so unfamiliar for so long. I mean, the, so, the body so, swap stuff is, but it's done differently. Like a lot of stuff in here feels almost radical for Pixar. <laughs> well, why does why does the way
4: that they try and. Kind of tie a neat little bow on things, and and I know
2: you hate that shit, right? No, 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 you, no. You, it's okay. Nice. You guys love saying, I, I don't, okay, there's a certain type of neatness I, I don't like. It, it's okay. not, it's not a universal. Fair
0: enough. I, it's I it's mainly Nolan stuff, um, and Ryan Johnson,
4: but, <laughs> yes, uh, but. I don't see how you can say for 50 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour and a half or whatever section of this film is so specific and so neat and so black and uh, specifically tailored towards uh, jazz and and this particular person and blah, 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 blah. And then – the final 15 minutes, they try and kind of end their fucking movie, right? Which is, you know, pulling from a lot of different strings, uh, to make a jazz reference, um, and pulling from a lot of different things, right? And they have to wrap this up, okay? And now they have. And somehow, the way that they wrap it up disregards, for you, it seems, everything else that was very specific and very African-American and very, you know, different, right? Like
2: wh- why does one negate the other? I don't understand that. Because I, I don't know. I'm dominating this, right? Robin, do you want to say
0: anything? Don't bring new? someone else in to fight your battle <laughs> for you.
3: <laughs> I, I am a little lost in some of your argument. Um, I mean, I think what it ultimately comes down to is just, it felt a little bit jumbled, a little bit too complicated considering all the various ideas that it has. I'm not saying the films without some intellectual merit by any means, but then it, it kind of goes to that place of lowest common denominator with some of the plottiness of it. And I just, I end up getting very bored with films that take me to so many different places and have all these, um, mm-hmm. these things that need to be fulfilled by the end. Like it, there were like too many possible climaxes. Uh, you, could, you you
4: you can say it. It feels like a Marvel movie a little bit, maybe.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not even that familiar with Marvel films, so okay. like that's not really my point of reference, and Charmed that's fine. Point. Everybody, you know, everybody likes different types of of um, context. I just couldn't like part of part of the climax is him figuring out what his goal is by joining this woman's band. And then part of it is kind of the self-discovery thing. And part of it is helping 22 figure out what the hell she's doing. And is he going to die? Isn't he going to die? And I was like, like, pick one or two of those (laughs) to end me off with. Um, it, It was just like too much. And there's like a lot of good ideas. It just doesn't really come together for me. I almost wish this movie was one or the other like have this be about a man who's having his mr holland's opus situation happening on earth or have a movie about this liminal space that's not quite heaven or hell um and you know one thing that you and i the 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 four of us have not even talked about is sort of the quasi or crypto religious components of this movie which feels like it's a whole other podcast um when you get I mean, into we, spirituality. we have been going for like
0: two hours now so be no, no, careful no, no. I'm, what I'm you start I now go
3: there I'm, I'm not saying i want to go there but i'm saying like that's a, a bit of a, the elephant too is like what is this movie trying to say without exactly trying to say it and how many audiences are they hoping to uh to connect to with this movie um while pleasing all of these audiences so it almost seems just like there's too much happening here um too too over like under focused
0: I mean they took a big swing I mean anytime that you even the invocation of the concept of a soul Mm -hmm. I feel like you're 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 hearkening you're 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 basically like laying out the welcome mat for all kinds of shit because like you know the religious people are going to be like oh this conception of the soul is some pre-packaged Disney bullshit and then all the atheists are gonna walk in and be like "Ah, souls like this this like plebeian lie that's just gonna keep the masses placated
3: <laughs> the opiates. I, I,
0: as
2: an atheist there was nothing in here interesting enough that I would ever get mad about it there's well, nothing I, in here specific about any religion or any of its spiritual beliefs that like it would ever make me think twice about them
0: well, right. It, I mean, well, here's a question as an atheist. Like, did you have an issue with Coco at all? Uh,
4: No. Okay. So no, that, well, that's incredibly good, yeah.
0: specific. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious. Now I'm just going to run through every afterlife yeah, yeah, scenario. Please, what ahead. about the good place? Did you have an issue with that?
2: I mean, I just don't really like the good place.
0: All right. So well. yeah,
1: yeah, it's
0: all right. It's fine. It um, Yeah. So that's that's all I can think of for afterlife stuff right now. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, they they had to thread a needle, and I think they did it. I mean, like the fact that he never goes to an afterlife; he is constantly in the U seminar, like the great before. And I think, um, the and the movie,
4: fact that the afterlife sounds like a bug zapper.
0: Yeah, basically, it's like you you've <laughs> crossed over. It's kind of like what uh what um. I think Coco did the same thing where it's like, this is the land of the dead. And then there's something after it and we don't know what it is. Cause clearly people can't come back from it. So we're not going to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this movie is like, yeah, we're going, we're going to the white spot, the, the vacant area in this, you know, sea of darkness. And, uh, you know, it goes zip and then you're gone. And, uh, so they stay in the before, which, you know, I don't know that many places have that much of a conception of where the soul comes from. Mm-hmm. i don't what do you know? mean
3: many places
0: like many religions like do many religions have like a this is where your soul begins and this is how it like zips into your body
3: <laughs> it sounds very literal
0: yeah i mean like that's the thing is that they they kind of literalized this concept to yeah. to be able to well, talk I mean, about they, they definitely
4: literalized the concept of of heaven and hell right like <laughs> there's there's drawings of that shit
0: Oh, oh! You mean not Pixar? You mean just like the world yeah, at large? Yeah, just like life. <laughs> culture. Yeah, but so like so this movie, I th- I think it 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 also you have to be careful because you can't show these souls entering a human body, um, like the first time. Like clearly, you could do it for Joe and the cat because that's like where the funny mix-up comes from. But if like, can you like just imagine the furor that would happen if like one of those souls entered a kid like upon birth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of like at a, at the moment of conception. And then people are just going to be screaming about that.
3: Oh God. You know, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So yep. like they show the soul zipping down to earth, but like you never see like
3: where they land. Right.
0: You know, it's not like, Oh, you know, there it is in the stomach of this woman who doesn't even realize she's pregnant yet. Or like, the Oh, stomach. this baby just, this baby just like, well, cause you know, I, let's if you're an animator right would you show the soul dropping into a woman's uterus at the exact anatomically correct would show point her or would you just show the kid falling into the stomach because that's like a cute visualization you know but anyway so they don't do that they don't do like oh the baby took its first breath and now it has a soul and they also don't do like all right the kid turned three they can finally get a soul because now they've suddenly got a personality so I like they like
3: that idea yeah,
4: that's <laughs> <fun>. no jesus <laughs>
0: like everyone knows that on your third coming. birthday you get a soul <laughs> <laughs> before that you're basically a chipmunk um,
2: I'll take spirited away as far as afterlife things I don't even like uh, this Is might be uh, uh, sacrilege but I don't even like a matter of life and death that much which a lot of people really like
0: well, I don't think I've seen that
2: it's, a, it's an
1: Archer's uh
0: production. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh yeah, the the movie, you know, there's just there's stuff you can't do, and I think the movie did a good job of filling in blanks and coming up with concepts and following through. And again, I like I just love the, the I love the voice cast of all the counselors and Terry the counter and everything. Mm-hmm. I found that to be very funny. I would honestly watch like a workplace sitcom about all those people. I wanted
3: that. That's what mm-hmm. I want. Well a Beetlejuice, but
0: I want But again, those. Beetlejuice, people don't. forget, has those
3: fucking boring ass
0: Maitlands.
3: <laughs> I just rewatched
0: Beetlejuice. It's kind of fun.
3: That movie's great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... The Good Place owes a lot to Beetlejuice.
0: I guess you do that. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also I get, less yeah. tryhard. Beetlejuice oh, God, is less tryhard?
2: Than The Good Place? Absolutely. That is the first time that
0: anything Tim Burton has been called less try-hard than anything. (laughs) Oh, I hate Tim Burton. Anyway. Catherine O'Hara. Hey, isn't she great? Schitt's Creek, a great television show. (laughs) Okay. Anyone have any final thoughts on Soul... I'm... The
2: last, the last uh, shot is really dumb, and embarrassing.
0: <laughs> when he steps out, or when yeah. Terry tells you to go no. home.
2: Uh, w- when he steps out, that's that's uh, some lazy ass shit. Sound of Metal did that shit too. It was lazy there as well. I thought you liked the last shot of Sound of Metal. I uh, no, Roxana really liked it. Oh, okay. I, I think she made a good argument for
0: it. Jesus Christ, Michael. Um, Bill Graham, <laughs> what were you gonna say?
2: Uh,
4: I was just going to say I really loved this film. I loved the concept of souls before and having (laughs) all of these megalomaniac and like all these different personality disorders and things like that um, kind of set in stone ahead of time as potentials. Um, I also love the idea that maybe people have a... You know that that little neat little bow thing of what is their passion, what is their their drive, and then they're born and they realize that nope, not gonna do that and go somewhere else, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine, and I like the fact that this film makes that very much like just apparent because I think we've all been. Not all, but a lot of people have been in this position where they're 18 or 19 and their parents or their loved ones are like, so what are you going to do with your life? And you're like, fuck you. I don't even have a clue. Fuck you,
1: mom.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I used to love baseball. And guess what? I'm, you know, 6'10". So I am not going to be a baseball player. You know, it's just like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And, you know. It's It gives us that freedom. It gives us that permission. And I think that's good for kids to have as a movie um, that basically tells them, hey, there's going to be a lot of pressure on you to make a decision and to love that thing really, really hard. And then maybe you grow up another year and you're like, <laughs> that thing sucks. I hate it. So, and that's fine.
2: That's what we need in life.
3: Oh, yeah. Like, this movie's for kids.
2: Yeah. Whoops. It's like all animation,
0: which is for the kids. The right. whole
3: house definitely we're gonna, for kids.
0: We're just going to you know, completely end right there so that Michael can live with the ignominy of having said that.
2: <laughs> oh, no, animated movies are good. It's just Pixar that's the problem.
0: Oh, yeah, cool. kill wow.
3: Pixar!
0: If only more things were like Blue Sky or DreamWorks. God, wouldn't that be a world worth living in? Oh, G-Kids. G-Kids is the one who... Mm. And, and, and ghibli yeah. what does g kids do again they, they just distribute just, shit they're just distributors right they don't fucking produce yeah, anything but
2: they uh, but they have taste
0: they're curators. <laughs> they don't make anything curators.
2: <laughs> <They're> curators exactly <laughs> oh jesus just it like movie culture.
0: the curated online streaming service <laughs> Where every day you get a brand new film. Uh, if you would like to check out MUBI for free for 30 days, all you got to do is go to MUBI.com slash film stage. Also don't forget to go to Patreon.com slash the film stage show to give us your money. And uh, that's it. So we can live our dreams. Yeah. Help help us to live our dreams, to chase our spark. Yeah. Blah, blah, this, blah, is, blah, blah. this
4: is my uh, nightly gig, right? Yeah. It's my side, side hustle, my side fun.
0: That was about, this is like sub side hustle. Like this, is, this is adding nothing monetarily to my life.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, look, when you have seven I mean, weeks house. house, yeah.
1: And
0: right? No, I mean, I never need box. to worry about money. I don't actually need to work. I just do it to keep in touch with the common man. But like, <laughs> assuming I did need my my incomes, um, this would be. Well, actually, no. The distillery <laughs> Please, would be the okay. lowest because. I make no money there presently. This, I make like $2. Okay. Yes. (sighs) Also, I don't get incredibly dirty and tired doing this. So that's Mm. good.
1: Yeah.
0: Michael, do you get incredibly dirty and tired podcasting? No. But that was a weirdly like specific.
4: He, he did say something uh, complaining a couple of weeks ago about us making him turn his fan off and that he was going to get sweaty because of it.
0: Oh, uh, it's true. But it's cold now in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. So, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> they call it that, don't they?
4: <laughs> Let's get the fuck
2: out of here.
0: No, I'm going to keep mispronouncing Chicago. Um. So, Michael Snyder, what are we talking about next week?
2: So we are... So we're going to talk about Small acts. Which one? Uh, yeah. Steve McQueen's uh, five-part series. We have not decided uh, <laughs> How many? which ones we are doing. Uh, uh, we are probably one. going to cover two of them. I mean, the, the most obvious would probably be the first two, which is uh, Mangrove and uh, Lover's Rock. Um, but we are unsure which ones. Uh, I, will, I will say right now after... Uh, I, I don't know. My, my rant went off the wall but let me put it this way and uh say something less weird about race we are very aware that the three main people of this podcast are three white males so we will absolutely be um going to get a guest who you know can speak to this uh not like us (laughs) let's put it that way uh so yes next week is uh small axe and uh Look to our Twitter feed to find out which films we'll be talking about. All of them are available on Prime right now.
0: Awesome. All right. Until then, let's tell the fine people at home where we can be found between now and the next time. As always, we begin with our guest, Robin Barr. Where can people find you online?
3: Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Find me at Twitter. I'm at Robin Barr, uh, R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-H-R um that's that's the best place you can find me and if you want to see some recipes i wrote up go to yentavision.com uh because i i'm a big foodie and i love to write down things i make
0: awesome i was gonna make a wandavision joke but i'm too tired even though it's only eight o'clock which is usually when we're starting this podcast i am very confused (laughs) this is nap time bill graham
4: uh, you can find me on Twitter at CableBFG. You can also find me on uh, Instagram at Billstagram. And then also catching up on uh, the video game channel and the uh, random channel where we had a very intense discussion about all things Pixar and whether any of those films are perfect movies, 10 out of 10. And I would say Wally is yes.
0: Wally is yes all right Mm -hmm. Michael Snydell Wally Mm -hmm. you can
2: find me on Twitter at at Snydell I am uh, yeah I am going to do a top 10 best list uh, like with longer thoughts about each of my 10 favorite films of the year so that will be on film stage by year end Um, so look for that
0: okay uh, as for myself you can find me on twitter at Jeron, my personal site brianjerone.com and uh, schmittspirits.com if you want to hear more about the distillery and um, of course you can find my writing and stuff at filmstage.com, where we're also publishing a lot of our year end stuff I have two things on there uh, for the way back and uh, world of tomorrow episode 3 in our top 50 list so check that out I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's all. You can also find every episode of this podcast here. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time. I'm a soul man. I'm
1: a soul man.
0: <laughs> title of the film being Soul really made my music choices easy and plentiful.